Chapter Seven of Tom Playfair or Making a Start by Francis J. Finn, S.J. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Maria Therese. Chapter Seven, in which Tom usurps minor orders with startling results. One Sunday morning, toward the end of September, the president preached a sermon to the students, taking for his subject our Lord's casting out of the devils. He proceeded to show how the church has established certain forms of prayer called exorcism for the casting out of unclean spirits, and he dwelt at some length on the pitiable condition of a soul possessed by the evil one. Then, turning to the allegorical side of the subject, he declared that perhaps there were, in that very student chapel, some who were in the toils of Satan, some who were profane, impure, unjust, some who had blackened their souls with mortal sin and driven out the holy spirit from his proper temple so engaging was the style so impressive the manner of the speaker that all listened with eager attention but no one was more interested than tom playfair that young gentleman it must be confessed had scarcely ever heard a sermon during the decade of years that summed up his life what little knowledge he had of his religion had been gleaned from an occasional flash of attention to his aunt's exhortations Hence, it is not surprising that Tom did not fully take in the speaker's remarks. It is not surprising that he confounded fact with fancy, the literal with the figurative. Mass over, Tom remained in the chapel and proceeded to make a careful examination of all the prayer books scattered about on the benches. At length, the gratified expression which came upon his countenance evinced that he had found what he desired. Gravely seating himself, he read and pondered, pondered and read finally seeming to be satisfied with his researches he closed the book and hurried away to the yard where he at once sought out his three confidants harry willie and joe i say began tom take some candy candy was tom's pipe of peace all accepted the peace offering whereupon the young chief unfolded his ideas in the following conversation i say did you fellows mind what the president said at mass yes what about it inquired harry why just this one of the boys in this yard is possessed by the devil what exclaimed all in a breath that is just what returned tom in a decided manner didn't he say that any one who curses and acts vile is possessed by the devil that's so assented willie now boys i ask you what fellow in the yard is it who curses and talks vile john green put in harry john green echoed willie just so added joe well now resumed tom i've been looking this thing up and i guess we must what's that word the president used exercise suggested willie that's just it we must exercise him chase him round the yard or something of that sort said joe imparting to his voice a tone half of suggestion and half of inquiry tom rewarded this remark with a glance which was almost severe joe he said reproachfully exercise is something religious and you oughtn't to talk that way to exercise means to drive the devil out and that's what we're going to do for green but seems to me observed harry the best theologian of these youths we ought to get the priest to do it i thought of that answered tom with an impressiveness which carried confidence but you see here's the trouble no fellow likes to give another fellow away and if we told a priest we'd have to say all the bad things we know about green anyhow we can try our hands first and if our praying doesn't do good we can get a priest at it strangely enough 
these three boys began to look upon tom's proposition in a serious light our hero had a boyish eloquence which persuaded where it did not prove had any other student of the yard made this proposal harry quip would have laughed him into silence but tom was a born leader well how are we to go about it inquired willie i'll tell you answered tom fasting and prayers is what does it fasting echoed joe yes we must go without supper to-night the members of the little band looked at each other doubtfully it's got to be done said tom with decision i read about it in a prayer book and what else asked harry then we've got to pray over him the prospect of these duties was inducing a feeling of awe upon them what will we say tom whispered willie that's just the trouble it's got to be in latin cause i saw it in the prayer book a lot of latin prayers they use for exercising Phew, exclaimed harry we can't get over that yes we can said the ever-ready tom there's a lot of latin hymns at the end of my prayer book and i'll practice saying them during the day then when i read them out loud all you fellows need to do is to answer amen we can do that easy enough assented harry but when is all this to come off that's another thing i've settled tom made answer at twelve o'clock to-night you needn't look so scared i'll keep awake till twelve and then i'll call you fellows you see we must pray over him and when he is lying in bed we can do it as easy as not i'll stand at his head reading the verses and you three be ready to grab him if he wakes so as to make him behave while he's getting exercised oh tom suddenly exclaimed the ingenuous joe how can you read at twelve o'clock without a light for the first time during the proceedings tom was nonplussed the question of illumination had not occurred to him gracious i didn't think of that let's all try and get up some scheme halloa i'll tell you what cried harry triumphantly breaking in upon the silence which had ensued we can get some candlesticks out of the sacristy you're a joel harry exclaimed tom enthusiastically that'll make it more religious-like still what's the matter with the few surplices asked willie i don't know mused tom you think it would make the thing more piouser of course rejoined harry then we'll get surplices too and harry i'll leave all that to you because you know more about the sacristy than i do get him at last recess to-night hide the candlesticks behind the door going up to the dormitory each boy can keep his surplice under his pillow now don't speak about this affair and we'll put it through in style at supper that evening four little boys took nothing and before retiring harry procured candles and surplices and bestowed them according to directions as tom slipped into bed he felt confident of success indeed he found less difficulty in keeping awake than might have been expected with his eyes fixed on the presiding prefect mr middleton he watched anxiously to see him retire but mr middleton sat at his desk calmly reading till a cold perspiration came upon tom who feared the prefect might stay up all night finally to tom's great relief the prefect arose and set about preparing for bed but before retiring he knelt beside his bed and kept this position for an interminably long time as it seemed to tom pshaw growled the impatient sentinel this isn't the time to pray he had to do that when the boys are awake instead of watching him at length mr milton did go to bed and there was silence for an hour then arose tom donned his garments and tiptoeing from bed to bed 
aroused his fellow conspirators all dressed they stole noiselessly out of the dormitory presently a solemn procession enters tom surpliced and with prayer book at the head followed by his three friends each bearing a lighted candle solemn and silent they ranged themselves round the bed of the unconscious victim don't touch him whispered tom unless he wakes but if he does grab him and hold him down while i'm done expelling the devil out what if he shouts asked joe he won't shout said harry i'll see that he's quiet very well said tom now are you all ready general assent all right here goes diaz ire diaz ira solvet siclum infalvula teste davi cum sibila here tom looked up from his book general silence answer will you it's the end of the verse amen came the solemn answer the sleeping innocent did not appear to be affected in the least tom went on quantus tremor est futures quando judex est ventures cuncta stricte discusores amen was the prompt response green moved uneasily and gave a groan go on tom it's fetching him observed harry gravely oh cried joe maybe it's the devil coming out you think he'll hurt us not if we behave properly said tom though he paled a little come on now here's one that's got a sound to it tuba mirum spargens sonum parasupultra regionum coget omnes ante thronum amen green moved and groaned again grab him boys he's waking exclaimed tom as green opened his eyes to find himself in the clutches of four white-robed figures his terror knew no bounds what's the matter he gasped am i dead no but you will be answered tom if you don't lie still keep quiet you goose while you are being exercised green's terror now that he came to appreciate the situation fast gave way to rage he attempted to cry out whereupon harry quip promptly stuffed a towel into his mouth green was a strong lad and he made violent struggles to escape from the grasp of his persecutors but his efforts seemed to be unavailing suddenly there was a great crash the bed had come to pieces panic-stricken joe harry and willie rushed from the dormitory quick as thought tom extinguished the lighted candles which the deserters had left on the field and with a skip and bound tucked himself snugly in his bed nor was he too quick mr middleton on coming to the scene of action found green standing beside his dismantled bed looking the embodiment of guilt take that vacant bed over there green and we'll settle this matter in the morning but sir remonstrated the innocent victim but sir that'll do now go to bed and mr middleton glancing about the dormitory took down the names of the absentees next morning tom confessed the whole affair taking all the blame upon his own shoulders mr middleton was secretly amused at tom's ideas of diabolical possession none the less he kept the young gentleman very busy for some time committing lines to memory and with this exercise terminated tom's career as an exorcist End of chapter seven recording by maria therese